0: Hello, welcome to We Don't Talk About The Weather. Political discussion from the outside may look like screaming and crying. I'm Adam and this is you. Hello. And we're here to talk news and politics. Yeah. Uh, it's getting exciting. Uh we're is. We're recording this on Wednesday the... what day is it today? The 22nd? I don't know. I don't know. Wednesday the 22nd. So it's the day before the European elections yeah. and uh, Theresa May's put forth her Brexit bill and it's not going very well. No. No, I no. don't know. I've had so many brinksmanship. I've been brought to the edge yeah. so many times that at some point it's just a tease.
1: Well, I've been edged for so long now that it has actually caused <laughs> me numerous injuries. <laughs> I'm not a well man.
0: You'll never fuck normally again. No, I don't think I can.
1: <laughs> um, but no, it's like uh, it, um, Andrea Ledson's just quit.
0: Oh yeah, in the last few minutes, but, you know. Oh oh
1: well, no, Andrea it's Oh, God. That's what they sang. That's what they sang
0: when they marched through the town, ringing their bells, the children bouncing around them. Andrea Leadsom, the only thing I ever remember about Andrea Leadsom, other than that she is quite right-wing, in a generalised sense, is that she definitely has all of the... She has this desire to have this populist. She thinks she's the populist Tory candidate, and she does because that she's just, because she, she d- slurs, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she does that by arranging her by when she did the last leadership election by arranging her aides mm. and maybe a couple of like spin doctors and people in suits yeah. to walk from a Tory party office to like the Houses of Parliament, chanting her name.
1: It was. It was
0: really, it's like, yes, finally, proper English enthusiasm. It was very (laughs) that kind of, the been let off the chain. but We regret to inform you the English are at it again.
1: All the leaders are having a bit of an issue today. Like, um, well, Vince Cable was racist yesterday um, when he was debating Nigel Farage. Um,
0: Oh, I haven't seen that yet. I I haven't seen the debate. I saw the...
1: I would not watch it. I I tried. I did try actually? I couldn't bring myself to. It. <laughs> so I just looked at the highlights, and the hi- the main highlights seemed to be Vince Cable like being like, "I love people with dog faces," like married one.
0: <laughs> no, what's ever gone wrong? All he was doing was accepting uh, Nigel Farage's. Uh, notion
1: of a tide of migrants well, it wasn't even, you were just saying that yeah, they're not it w- brown actually it w- you got the colour palette <laughs> so, wrong
0: on your racist poster. So I presume yeah he was referencing that uh, long line of uh, yeah, supposed like the uh, I- immigrants one. and asylum seekers yeah. um, breaking through the wall that they, they did during the referendum and what I liked about it was that the subliminal or oh, I suppose actually not so subliminal but mm-hmm. f- for the purposes of plausible deniability subliminal point that UKIP and the the Leave campaign were trying it's very to make
1: superliminal, yeah,
0: <laughs> um, was trying to make and accepted the premises of that um, thing that they had engineered very carefully to not hmm. be able to be called on, like yeah. called. Well, they could be called out on, but not be prosecuted on. Yeah, I like the way that Vince Cable, in that kind of uh, taking that example takes all of his premises on board and then says, actually, I think you'll find that those people would have been white. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well done. Well done, Vince. Yeah. Okay, next up, Heidi Allen. Who else is going to take a tilt at the big Farage? (laughs) Grab that big hammer and and hit it as hard as you can. Heidi Allen
1: said today that she was willing to stand down in favour of a different leader of Change UK. I, I mean... A different what which one of the seven? Because of an argument over allying with the Lib Dems. (laughs) Still, I don't think anyone's asked the Lib Dems about this.
0: Okay, so the SDP (laughs) The SDP, right? Yeah. When they uh when they had to had to find a party to latch on to, they found the old Liberals, like the old, old Liberals, Lloyd George's party, and they melded and became the Liberal Democrats, right? What are they gonna change their name to when the Liberal Democrats absorb Change UK?
1: Um, I don't think the liberal democrats are going to absorb them. I think they're going to leave them out to die.
0: <laughs> I would. I'd leave them. I'd leave them for the crows. <laughs> I saw you did send me there. There was a Facebook advert um, saying that a vote for Change UK is a vote to remain in the UK.
1: Yeah. They. They. Nineteen hundred pound seem... they spent on that.
0: <laughs> they seem like a party that like must have a billion copywriters working for them. I know a are. few. Co- I know a few copywriters. Change UK seems about their speed. <laughs> yeah. From yeah. my various conversations. <laughs> Not to dismirch the, the noble art. noble tradition. The noble guild of
1: copywriters. <laughs> the noble
0: art of copywriting. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> come on. Yeah. You must have access to at least one person who knows what you're trying to say. Yourselves, for instance. They could just go round. Like, there's seven of them. They've got fuck all else to do. Yeah. Just go around and look at all of your election material, maybe. No. You know, in the thick of it, they have the two-tick system and all that. That's meant Mm -hmm. to be, like, organisation and, like, wielding authority and checks and balances. I don't know. Fuck.
1: Um, And what's the other thing? Oh, that's the other thing they did. Um, The panel, the commission that um, Chakramuda's in charge of came back with their first bit of research that took them years, and that is to solve the Brexit divide... How would you like to pay 1p on top of your bill whenever you use an automated checkout and that money will be used for community cohesion programmes to fix the Brexit divide? What? Yeah, you heard me. Okay. No, no. We can just leave it at that because everyone knows that that's fucking bullshit. Well, when they say community cohesion... They just—they think that people don't like each other and they think if they spend a bit of money on, I don't know, of rounders, game of rounders in the town square, then if, then the remainders and the Leavers will become friends again. <laughs> and to pay for the rounders bats and the little plastic cones, then you need to get a bit of money so they're going to make people pay more for going to the shops.
0: It's a good job that there hasn't been thousands and thousands of pages written on the deteriorating material circumstances of most <laughs> people, and that paying an extra power, uh, paying an extra penny on an essential thing mm-hmm. is the kind of thing that will make people nicer and not f- way angrier. <laughs> yes. Wasn't there another? Wasn't. I, I, I seem to remember, that was I think it was last week, um, they had another... I can't remember if it was the same like policy announcement or whatever, but it was um, giving people extra days off for volunteering, something oh, like no, that. No, no,
1: that, um it's part of the same thing. And I, that's one of my theories, was actually the, this, the money that you'd raise from this penny thing um, would pay for the other thing, which is um, you'd get money off your taxes for doing a certain <laughs> right, amount of right. volunteering. right. <laughs> <laughs> like community cohesion programs where you go and hang around the racist old people at the home <laughs> and you get to pay a little less tax. I wonder how much you'd have to pay. How, like, if I had the time to do charity work, I'd like, I'd, I wonder how much money they'd have to offer me. Like, if I if I had the time but I couldn't be asked, I'm wondering how much money they'd have to offer me like as a tax rebate. And specifically I'm wondering how much you'd have to offer what Chuck Ramuna thinks a normal person is.
0: Every man has his price. Every person has their (laughs) price. And I estimate your price, £14.50. Because it would get you a 25 gram pack of Old Holborn. I don't smoke anymore. And you don't smoke anymore. (laughs) But I figure that that figure hasn't changed (laughs) since you quit. So
1: (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I I bought tobacco. But inflation hasn't changed my morals.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's good to know. (laughs) Um, Yeah,
1: but it's it's a weird one. It's a weird one, and it's and it's. I I just saw that, and it's It's like very silly, and it's very. I I
0: I seem to remember another young hip young gunslinger coming in with ideas about volunteering, taking over the (laughs) role of the public services in (laughs) British society. And how well it worked out, and how how well provisioned, and not collapsing, and not horrible mm. society is. That man's name, David Cameron, Where is
1: David with his Cameron? Oh, David enormous his society.
0: Out, oh, he does, yeah. In the autumn,
1: <sighs> that and um, full, fully automated luxury communism coming out at the same time. Really, I think it fully. I think fully automated luxury communism is coming. Out in, in, I
0: think it's it, coming out in July. Summer. Okay. Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, I am interested in it. I have certain reservations about how well that idea has aged since the heady summer of 2016. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. Let's yeah. not judge a book by its cover. Yeah, the cover is horrible,
1: though. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so what else happened? Um, nothing, really. Um,
0: Lots has happened, but, I mean, we're not going to... No,
1: no. We're um, run down it. Two exams down so far. Oh, yeah? With a kid. One awesome. more
0: tomorrow. How many exams does she have to do, all Seven told? Seven altogether. Okay, for four subjects or three, or three?
1: No. two. You have to do three exams for classics, then two for history, Ugh. two for English. Blimey! Yeah, yeah. So I was <laughs> helping to do stuff today.
0: Ugh, all so that's bit. your that's your life, devoting yourself to your child. It's oh, horrible, isn't it? That and. <laughs> It grinds at you every day. Volunteering, it is. Where's my tax rebate? Where's my penny off at the automated (laughs) checkout? I want to be free from that horrible tax. (laughs) Maybe actually, maybe procreation is the great procreation is the original tax. If you think about it, it is in many ways. (laughs) But yeah, so um, what we doing this week? Yeah, so um, I thought we'd start off with something that's quite dear to our hearts. Um, so Penny Morden, the new Defence Secretary, dear
1: to my heart. Seeing as she was on Splash, was it the diving, the diving reality show? Yes,
0: she was one of the like crop of reality show or, or, or TV show Tories yeah. that seemed to have snuck by like without anyone really noticing. Like there's a bunch
1: yeah.
0: in the latest intake mm. of. Tories who used to be on telly as presenters and things like that. I look at them and it's like, oh yeah, Penny Borden. I remember that from Breakfast TV or whatever. Was she on Breakfast TV? No, I don't think she was. There's another one. um, Yeah, Esther McVeigh used to co-present GMTV with Eamon Holmes.
1: Really? Yeah. Um, Yeah, they took in a bunch of. It's it's
0: just odd that it doesn't seem to have been such a. rip success. Well, yeah.
1: But then they managed to get through, like, Penny Borden is super right-wing.
0: Yes, she is, yeah. Named after a battleship.
1: Yep, and her dad was so in the Navy, and
0: she was in, was in the... dad was in the Navy, and I think she was in the Naval Reserves. We did a we did an episode on her a little while ago, I think when we were talking about Tory um, election yeah. candidates, which we'll probably have to do again yeah. pretty soon. Um, but so she's been made uh, Defence Secretary since Gavin Williamson got the sack. Yep. Um, do we want to talk about that at all? Well, Gavin Williamson got the sack because he's, he's not very smart. No, he got the... I, I, I still don't know the full kind of details about that Huawei, oh, Huawei stuff. But he went on the warpath as only an, a <laughs> canny insider like Gavin Williamson can do. And he sent a letter saying <laughs> that he didn't lie about not doing the proper... He swore, he swore his on kids' budget. lives.
1: <laughs> yeah. He said, I swear down on my kids' lives. He did swear on their lives.
0: So... <laughs> <laughs> and then he forgot this is not The Sopranos. <laughs> but
1: yeah, so she's leader. Um, she well, is leader. now. She uh, is. She's
0: now. War. She's war chief. <laughs> she's yeah. She's chief war. Yeah. She's lord of war. Mm-hmm. Um, she, in one of her first policy announcements, has proposed granting immunity from prosecution to all members of the armed forces who um, turned a blind eye to wrongdoing and erected a wall of silence to cover up the crime. Um, when a war crime has been committed or a human rights abuse has been committed um, she's going to grant them immunity from prosecution so long as a decade has elapsed. The cabinet is currently divided (laughs) just leave it there (laughs) the the cabinet is divided over whether this should cover soldiers who served during the Troubles in Northern Ireland which you will note is well over a decade old, as is most of the uh, human rights abuses uncovered in Iraq. Yep. Um. Penny Mordant said the prosecution of veterans who may have committed human rights abuses has dragged on for too long. Referencing IHAT, the Iraqi Historic Allegations Team, that investigated allegations of abuse and torture committed by British soldiers in Iraq between 2003 and 2009, Mordant said, I want to ensure our service personnel are not pursued unfairly for events that took place decades ago.
1: To be fair, poor soldier F in Ireland, he shouldn't really be punished. For shooting a learning disabled man in the back of the head and then hiding from justice for <laughs> a million years. Yeah, he shouldn't. That's just wrong. That's just wrong. The man has been beating himself up about it enough, I'm sure. I'm certain. I'm certain that an old man that grumbles about the Irish. All the time, every time I've seen him on TV now, and who still and, and says things like Londonderry, I'm sure that he's been beating himself up about shooting a learned disabled man <laughs> in the back of the head.
0: In many ways, that's the true prison sentence, yeah. is really uh, having to be on telly.
1: Look, he suffered. Um, it's really hard for a conservative to have ever had to spend any time in Ireland, <laughs> they hate it.
0: Other than Irish conservatives, that He was
1: doing a charity. <laughs> that's why he doesn't pay taxes. It's he so doesn't pay his taxes.
0: <laughs> so she also coined a new, um, some new lingo.
1: She did because they're not war crimes. They're they not war crimes. To war crime.
0: They are battle crimes. They are. He did battle moment. I think that's quite interesting the way that she's tried to. Because obviously, look, the 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 goal of the British state here is mm. to uh, win the army back on side after kind of quite a few funding cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, as with the police, they don't seem quite as aligned with Conservative Party policy as maybe they once would have been. Yep. Uh, they are try, But the the redefinition of this war crimes into battle crimes, so a war is, you know, sustained conflict between two equal or roughly equal or slightly unequal sides. Changing it into battle crimes really does emphasise think one of the reasons why they also think that this kind of measure and these kind of crimes the kind of crimes that people in iraq and northern ireland were accused of they're changing it from things that happened in battle to things that happened during police actions yeah because that's the mode that they see like the armed forces going like like going into going forward it's iraq Putting boots on the ground in civil wars or civil conflicts, mm. and exerting like their their objectives and policy objectives there. Well, most of the actual
1: you know the taking of territory and the smashing up of bases and things mm. like that is either done by like small gangs of men mm. or drones. Yeah, the main job of policemen is of policemen of um soldiers well, is to like police.
0: Yeah. They, it's it's this current phase. I mean, I who can predict what every, what things are going to be like in ten, twenty years? But mm. the way that they're predicting it, the way that they're modelling this, is the idea that you will have small uh, platoons of soldiers going on patrols mm. in civilian areas and policing civilian populations. Mm. And these are the kind of crimes that would be ha- that would be would be happening. It's not it's not exactly edifying the idea that this that the next time something kicks off. That you're going to have another, probably worse Iraq, where you've got people being taken into like local jails, mm. or you know you topple a some kind of president for life dictator guy,
1: mm.
0: and then have to occupy the territory to make it fit to f- make it fit for the global imperial system. Mm. You know, ultimately that the any kind of regime change or anything like that is designed to reorient their economy reorient their their politics to something that can slot into whatever particular geopolitical role that empire wants yeah that's why it's policing because they're already everywhere do you think they wanted this because the army are
1: very much in favor of this Mm. do you think they wanted this because they saw how like the british police can kill black people with impunity and they never (laughs) get in trouble for it they were like Hang on a minute. Just because, look, the police record themselves doing this shit all the time. How come we're not allowed to record this? Are you say they away were they
0: were lobbying for body cams. Um,
1: it, it, well, with, yeah, because sometimes you know it's like um, when you go on a log flume and they have like the picture at the end. <laughs> Did you enjoy your time in Northern Ireland? So the
0: British Army being supplied with uh, like mandatory body cams that automatically up you upload to YouTube with uh, drowning pool bodies. TikTok. To TikTok with drowning p- bodies by drowning pool playing yeah. over the footage of them shooting at some distant person running away. You joke, but I'm not joking. That was literally playing in one of the tanks as yeah. it went into no, into Iraq. No, I was, yeah,
1: yeah, that's what I've Like, yeah. I would, I would give, I would say there'd be a lot more than you'd think. <laughs> Who would yeah. happily do that? Yeah, um, and not see a problem with it because you know, oh, don't don't dog me in. I'm breaking convention. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. Like, the anyone who goes to bat for the British army, like, to be fair, you know, she's a Tory, of course she's going to do it. But um, there was, like, I remember in her speech she said, like, um, she, it's, like it means a lot to her personally doing this. Mm-hmm. And straight away all I thought was, what did you do? Yeah. Who did you drown? It's like, is there footage of Penny Morden beating a seal to death? I'm not saying that there's footage of Penny Morden beating a seal to death, but, you know, she's making sure that we'll never know if there's footage of her beating a seal to death.
0: And her coat, to be fair, is beautiful and silky. Is it? Yeah, mm. really, really beautiful. <laughs> no, there's there's also something about the why does it need to be reduced? Because obviously they're not saying straight out we are not going to uh, we are not going to to prosecute mm-hmm. um, British soldiers. Obviously, they're now setting that these time limits on it because that's been a traditional tactic of the British state has been to just simply wait it out. Yeah. The British state will be here in 20 well, 30 years we did, the victims won't yeah, we talked the perpetrators about it with, um,
1: won't we talked about it with the Empire stuff yeah it's like it's just the the thing that we can do
0: yeah um, it's gross but it is something about the oh the, the the agony that they're going through for years and years and it's like well if they were brave enough supposedly they're brave enough to stand up in front of bullets and run through you know bombed out buildings and all that kind of stuff but they're not brave enough to sit around while they're on trial for something that they did,
1: just like they're brave enough to run, like run with all these bullets flying around them, bullets fired by their, their <laughs> like their compatriots, and running through bond out schools that they bond out. <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah, they, it, they, oh. it's something like it's hard enough, like because we talked about it when um the bloody Sunday thing came out and the Balamore, Balam, Balamore, Ballamurphy. Uh, Bala Murphy, yeah, yeah.
0: Bathbury. Bally Murphy, yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry, just imagining, like.
0: What's the story of Balamori? <laughs> that is what this inquest has been set up to find out.
1: So it's, it's, it's just too horrible. Especially because I'm um, Fingy from The Thick of It's in Balamori as well. Um, Who is? Fingy, um, um, the Obnoxious. I'm sure it was one of Oh no, some of stand up. Anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but when all that was coming out, and how little. Like, there's only one soldier who's been charged. And. For, and it's, it's so very the British state and the Tories. And to be honest, um, a lot of Labour would do this as well. Um, it's of, the, When I say of, the British um, state, I yeah. mean
0: whoever's in the yeah. British state. Like, their yeah.
1: response to one man being charged for shooting, let's remember, a non-disabled man in the back of the head yeah. um, is, well, we need to make it so no one can be in trouble for this. Yeah, This is revolting. How dare this happen? and it's revol- and then the thing that came out like w- within minutes of her doing that um speech mm. of NATO Nia,
0: yeah that was the other part of this that was really really disgusting um Nia griffiths the labor defense spokesman spokeswoman actually that, she's yeah. a shadow defense engineer. the shadow de- well no they call it defense spokesperson
1: do they yeah all
0: right Nia Griffiths, the Labour shadow defence spokesperson.
1: Yeah, To be fair, they were looking for their chairman
0: of war and there was only one person in the room <laughs> with skulls on their chair. Well, <laughs> the interesting thing about Nia Griffiths is... She loves nuclear weapons. If you... Well... She can literally she hug does, the world of nuclear weapons. She does now. Yeah. So Clive Lewis was defence spokesperson before Neil mm. Griffiths, and he made a big speech at the, I think it was 2016 Labour conference, mm. where he um, said NATO was essential, mm. um, and was there. it was leaked that he was going to make some kind of thing about needing Trident, and good old agitprop, Russian agitprop Seamus Milne spiked it, yeah. and spiked it by giving him a post-it note. Good
1: job, comrade,
0: um, he was a red post-it. Note. I think he was sacked or or, or left the post um, a few months afterwards, mm. and Nia Griffiths was appointed. Now she had been a lifelong like unilateralist abolitionist.
1: Actually,
0: in terms of nuclear deterrent, she was always like, yeah, we have to give up nuclear arms <laughs> until she got a hold of one. Until she had one, she, they get well. What the, the thing is whenever you get appointed to any defence mm. post they take you around a base and they take you to a special room and they give you a nuclear weapon and they let, you, they let you hold it and they let you name it, <laughs> they sh- you should never name them because you know you're never going to give them up after you They'd name them. They have
1: to carry it around for, for a week like a bag of sand. <laughs> like a little bag of sugar, like it's a baby.
0: I call, I'm going to call you Pripyat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. What
0: would you name your nuclear weapon if
1: you had one? I' going to come back to that one yeah that's too that's too big <laughs> it is that's too big. I can think of cool things I've draw on it.
0: I mean you can't call it fat man or little boy because no, those are the taken. two that were that were dropped mm. um, hmm, and also you know a little bit a little bit discriminatory mm. you but know no. you want to be inclusive with your nuclear weapon naming. oh god that's so,
1: I. Uh, I literally that's like Elizabeth Warren levels of nuclear arms.
0: <laughs> Painting a rainbow and a unicorn oh, the nuclear on the bomb. nuclear weapon, <laughs> posing next to, posing next to this like giant like ICBM. Why does it have with be- the with the LGBT flag yeah. on it?
1: <laughs> Why does it have to be the fat man and the little boy? What about the fat woman? More female bobs? No, 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 no. I
0: want. I don't want just little boys to hear me. I want little girls to hear me as well. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Ugh. <laughs> uh but yeah, so she likes gut she likes she likes war now
0: she has voted in support of trident and has not not uh, has not been advocating getting rid of Trident is essentially yeah. the, the, the limit of it. But she, she retweeted Penny Morden um, talking about this amnesty and said glad to hear this from the new Defence Sec the Tories made a commitment to deal with this back in 2017 and it's shameful that no action has been taken. Labour will support any proposals that are effective and fair and I look forward to working with Penny Morden on this.
1: And then she got a lot of questions. A lot Actually Jeremy Corbyn and people like like Atting in the Labour Party saying, is this actually what you're fucking doing?
0: Also, is it actually Labour policy? Because she said, Labour support this. And it's like, actually, I think you'll find, like a lot of things, they don't have any... Mm. They don't say anything about it because, you know, they are still hedging their bets on getting that old progressive patriot shit going. Mm. I mean, like, she didn't have to support the... Truncation of war crimes prosecutions. That's not a thing anyone was asking for. I don't even think she was like an Iraq war kind of like an Iraq inquiry, um, yeah, abstainer or any, any, any shit like that. I don't yeah. think she's that person. But what did she think she was going to get out of this? It's the same thing as cops, it's the same thing as border police. Every yeah. time they make one of these pitches, you can see them saying, This is an easy win,
1: yeah. we
0: can win with the Tories because we'll be the same as them. Yeah. And it's like, have you ever compared in cons- more, like the more conservative institutions yeah. the difference between the Conservative Party and the Labour Party? The Conservative Party, at its least, they're still calling them individually clowns and incompetence mm. because they're not doing what they want well. Mm. When they look at Labour, they call you cultural Marxists. Yeah. They call you traitors. They call yeah. you spies. There's a little bit of a difference. You're not going to get these institutions on side in that way. But
1: what if I promised them at the Rotary Club that I was going to, like, first off, I'd nuke Greece to make them buck up their ideas. <laughs> and what else would I do to.
0: No oh, Greece, no death. Where's the Rotary Club? I was about to ask you the same question because okay. I have absolutely I'm I'm gonna assume it's like a kind of less commitment team Masons. Well, there was a couple of things that like um
1: that my dad was invited to when he was just about to retire. Like like a lot of like people who've worked in nursing and then for a very long time, by the end he was in kind of like a quite reasonable management position. Yeah. And then just as he was about to retire he was starting to get offers from different groups, like "Oh, you should come down to this," and "You should come down to this," and that's when I first heard what the Rotary Club was. Rotary I literally Club, rot- yeah, Rotary, Rotary Club. Club
0: makes sense. I only yeah. know it as a cultural touchstone of, Old like right I F. say, I imagine it's it's the Masons with less cloaks.
1: Yeah, I think I think it is that, <laughs> but um, I don't I don't know really what they are. I don't want to know what they are. Um, if it's the Masons without cloaks, it sounds shit. Because the Masons is just like it's just the only good being, thing
0: about the Masons is cloaks. Well, yeah,
1: it's like it's like all the pomp and circumstance of magic, but without any proper spells.
0: <laughs> um, in response to this, there had been an, uh to Neera Griffith's retweet, obviously she got a lot of uh, "I'd like you to clarify this exactly what are you saying here." And mm-hmm. there was an open letter written by two Scottish Labour members, her that has received criticizing what she said that has received over fifteen hundred signatures. Um, there's no like we say there's no need for Labour to jump on the back of this if it was like more funding for soldiers I would still think it was terrible and, uh, and like not a good not good like strategically hmm. but it would be like oh no I see what they're trying to do with this I do not see what they're trying to do I don't know who do. you win who do you win over
1: because um, nev- um, I, I imagine it's going to be hard you're going to be hard pressed to find in, amongst Labour voters, even the worst ones, you know, the ones who now say, like, you know, I voted with Labour during the Iraq War, but I will not vote with them over Brexit. <laughs> um, even those ones I don't think are in favour of war crimes. Yeah. Well, they were when it was happening, but, you know, not in—they're in they're in favour of the people in charge of the war crimes, not the ones who actually do the nitty-gritty. <laughs> like in most things of New Labour, they don't think of like the working man <laughs> doing the actual work of committing war crimes. They're like big pie-in-the-sky ideas, men.
0: Blue sky thinking, blue sky thinking for war crimes. Red yes. sky thinking, green sky thinking Wait, what? Could, I suppose red sky thinking, isn't it? Yeah. Bright white flash sky thinking, <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean.
1: Like even yeah. them, like I don't think they'd they'd be like, yeah, great. We should allow all of them to be like get away with it.
0: Yeah, I don't. I mean, there's been some protests uh, from small groups of veterans. I think uh, some went outside the BBC in Salford, where mm-hmm. they hung a banner. Um, from their, like, they had a long banner that they hung from their backs in front of the entrance that just said, betrayed. And luckily, I mean, I, I think this is just a one-off because there's no way that a kind of developing grievance culture, a stabbed-in-the-back myth, if you will, <laughs> in the military could possibly uh, backfire or have any long-lasting uh, um, political effects. I think definitely they, not. I mean, the Germans have a word, uh <laughs> legenda yeah uh which literally means don't worry about veterans getting or feel like feeling like they've been betrayed or stabbed in the back <laughs> it's 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 real good, yeah it's really really, really non-threatening um <laughs> anyway, yeah, there's a couple of things from these like like just last points about the kind of dangers that this policy kind of brings up firstly. If you bring in this amnesty, if you bring in the idea that British soldiers are somehow less culpable for the things they do than the people that they fight, and remember that obviously with most like humanitarian intervention, liberal intervention, mm-hmm. um, they're doing it for human right, like supposedly for human rights yeah, reasons. Absolutely. It's because Saddam Hussein is gassing the Kurds, yeah. something like that. Um, th- putting British soldiers, putting West, let's say, it, let's say it, Western soldiers, on that kind of shaky. Like really puts them on a moral shaky ground that isn't just bad because it's immoral I mean it is immoral it also kind of is the thin end of the wedge if they're not going to be held accountable for war crimes what's stopping an opposing army commi- or a, like an opposing terrorist group feeling more justified in doing that to civilians yeah. elsewhere yeah. and of course me even saying that inherent in that is my second point which is it sets up a fucking race- a racial hierarchy of guilt over violent acts, human rights abuses, and and, and atrocities. It says that the atrocities that the good, honest British soldier commits are less worthy of scrutiny because Mm -hmm. the people he was doing it to, the people who are taking him to court, the family members of the people who they've they've done this thing to, are worth less. Mm. And they would never introduce it in like domestic... Crime stuff. Can you imagine if they said you were it? You were like you had a statute of limitations of ten years if you had murdered someone and got away with it. Yeah. Harold Shipman, for instance. Yes. Yeah. Like, what the what the fuck? It's so nakedly obvious and it's so yeah. nakedly bad that how can you at all support this?
1: Um, yeah, I, I I could see okay. them. I could see, if if they get to have it, mm. which I don't. I don't. It's, I've got, again I've got such a low opinion of the PLP that mm. they might get it they could get it through but it's it's hard to say because what, what, uh, we don't know what ever gets get voted on ever again now because everything's just a mess <laughs> um, yeah. us, um but I could see if they can do it with this, we've already got it essentially with police crimes mm. like you know Orgreave and um, things like that, like well, they just said that oh, we're not going to look into it. They just they're just say that. They just say that we just wouldn't bother.
0: A way of perhaps Labour going a bit more radical with it was in the 60s and 70s, especially in America, there was a, a, a lot of impetus behind um, uh, police culpability committees, basically staffed by civilians, staffed by yeah. people in the community who uh, would have oversight over the police. And yeah. like. Th- Things like LA police, refu- like going on, virtually mm-hmm. going on strike and refusing mm-hmm. to go into certain areas, was a result of that that they hated it so much. Mm-hmm. But you can't allow them to become this wild force, completely divorced from any political control. Yeah, that's like that's a refrain I hear quite often. I can't remember if it was Soldier F who I saw interviewed, but they said, "Oh, the the politicians are all betraying us because." Yeah, I don't. It was don't. Hem- it, it was like, so look, was when, F, was when, it?
1: It, when it looked like um, a really angry, old, erotic yes. man who could have been sitting in a back garden in Hempstead, talking about you know. I
0: think he had a northern accent. Think,
1: but just, there's something about yeah. the garden; it just looked like a back garden in Hempstead to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was a nice house. Yeah. Let's face it. You can have a nice house if you lived in you know Newcastle, or whatever. But yeah, but you know, I know it, what felt, you mean, it felt yeah, very,
1: yeah. it felt very home counties and like yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, he was doing
0: the He was doing the oh they're just that I just don't trust any of them. They'll no. all stab us in the back. It's like for doing what? Yeah. Like do you As do opposed you... to what you did, which was shoot someone in the back. Is it that important to you that you have complete impunity? Yeah. What does that say? Like no, how far I can we not, get I did not that... join the army
1: to not be able to kill with impunity. <laughs> that was the main thing
0: they told me, actually they probably
1: did to be fair.
0: Um, I have no idea. I have oh. no idea how it... Because they, they talk about the you know the professional army, the most professional army in the world, and stuff like that. It's interesting because there's a particular British trait that they don't call them the most humane army in the world. Yeah, Like the Israelis always say that, it's like the most humane, humane army in the world. All smotherings. Uh, <laughs> but the British, it's always professional. It's always like, we're so fucking high class. We're so elite. It's just... It's uh, it's always interesting to me how people define define their, their define their own role. Yeah. I mean, in any job, really, but like, in especially in something extreme like the armed forces, how people mm. like define themselves, and mm. it's it's uh, if they're defining themselves by the moral right to slay with impunity, and worse, to to oper- like, operate pres- torture facilities. Yeah, is that? I mean, is that is that just okay? Is no like. As the liberal center, as the, I said, the liberal center has like, where is where is the control on this? Mm. You know what? Why? What What do you plan on doing? Yeah,
1: yeah. That's all I can figure with this stuff.
0: What are you building down there? Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're moving from war crimes to there's a real war going on mm-hmm. in the streets and the avenues and the bus stops and the. Drive thrus Drive throughs of the UK. That is, people throwing milkshakes at my public figures. Yes. At the far right. At Nigel Farage. Uh, there was a huge fuss this week. It does not seem to have disappeared from my timeline, like at all. Even though he got, well, he got covered on Tuesday or Monday, it must have been. Yeah. Um, and it has not disappeared. It's been this huge talking point, both pro saw,
1: and anti. You saw today he was being threatened by three men with them.
0: Oh, yeah. was he
1: really? He hasn't got off his bus since. Well, he's got off his bus, too. You know. <laughs> but he's been giving speeches from his bus because he needs to be protected from milkshakes. Because it, like it started, um, I think it was like Tommy Robinson. That's the thing. This is when, so, like, a little thing at first. It's gotten a bit gross now that it, the whole thing is about like attacking. Public figures for just voicing their opinions on whether people should be allowed to yeah. live or not, um, <laughs> but the way the reason it started was very much that because an Asian teenager was surrounded by a bunch of
0: really scary looking men yeah. who were really threatening, like and, Tommy Robinson's minders. Yeah, that and he, he can threw a milkshake at Tommy Robinson and tried to run away. He can, tr- like, Tommy Robinson can try and be like. All I am a man of the people. I am uh, making sensible political points, but he surrounds himself with his fucking fat bodyguards. Yeah, who are gigantic. Who are gigantic, and he makes no bones about them not being gigantic either. Yeah, you know, yeah. He like, he's, no one's fooled by that. Yeah. And yeah, it was a, it was an act of self-defense from this like young Asian kid who was, he was coming up to him, and he reacted with the thing that he had. In his hand, yeah.
1: When he was surrounded and he tried to get away, and he got beaten up. Yeah,
0: that's the most. That's the most recent. Um,
1: that was that was like when this bait started. This this particular. And then someone where threw it became one at like Carl Benjamin. Um, yeah. Someone also threw sardines at Carl Benjamin, <laughs> um, and then someone threw some at Nudge Farage.
0: Yes, um, I mean, obviously, like throwing food at public figures is. Like really, really endemic in in the nature of doing public, like politics in public. Yeah. Um, Apparently, Roman citizens threw stale bread crusts at Emperor Claudius uh, in times of famine, and uh, the Roman governor Vespasian was pelted with turnips by subjects fed up with his punitive policies. Um, alternatives are hard. Yeah, brutal. I just throw bricks at people. There was um, I can't remember the U.S. there was a US president, um, I think McKinley who had a cabbage thrown at him and said, "Well, that fellow seems to have lost his head." <laughs> um, there's even in um EP Thompson's uh, Making of the English Working Class, he mentions a 19th-century prisoner who was um egged for his crimes. He said, the day before, in the same place, a man had been in the pillory for perjury and had been pelted with rotten eggs and almost strangled by blood and guts brought from the slaughterhouses and slugged in his face. <laughs> proper, proper pelting with food. <laughs> traditional. Uh, I'm not even joking. It is, it is kind of traditional. Um,
1: yeah,
0: But it's it's kind of... That traditional. That trad- I'm
1: just trying to think, like, the difference in the coverage now. If instead of someone seeing Nigel Farage seeing the opportunity and flinging his milkshake at him, if instead he'd literally tried to hang him with tripe. <laughs> I was just coming out of, up oh, tripe, man, <laughs> getting my bucket of tripe.
0: I I, pr- I prefer maybe a less uh, northophobic thing and presenting this as divine justice. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, like. As the kind of TV age kind of like came and most public figures, poli- I don't want to say politicians, because like there was Anita Bryant, for instance, uh, an anti gay rights activist in America in the 70s. She was very prominent in opposing legislation that would give equal rights to um, gay people. And she was giving a TV press conference when someone came up and pied her like a gay activist yeah. came up and pied her and she she finished uh she finished the speech and broke down in tears um but it was very with much pie like pie on her
1: face though with
0: literally with pie on her face um it's pretty funny i've been really thinking about this a lot and like it's not that like don't get me wrong i obviously think it's fine to chuck things at right wing figures they shouldn't feel safe they, they shouldn't feel safe to no. go around
1: doing their shit. No, they really shouldn't. Um,
0: and f- like, there is a there is an argument to be made that Farage isn't technically a fascist, um, but I think we all have a very very good idea of what a respectable radical right figure coming into power and going unopposed means yeah. for. Well, if it wasn't for Nigel Farage, we wouldn't have to deal with people like Tommy Robinson. Yeah. He's actively an enabler to He's... the people like Tommy, uh, Tommy you know, like, Oliver and Sargon of Akkad, and that yeah,
1: thing we said like, before about like um, Owen Jones—he always used to be like the kind of the limit of the respectable amount of left-wing you could be in public society. Yes, yeah. Um, Nigel Farage is very much that for the right, mm. um, yeah. And he just keep, he does keep on moving, pushing it, and yeah. pushing it, yeah, and yeah, yeah. He shouldn't be allowed to make to feel safe either
0: but it's like it is like this this universal human tradition and i'm just thinking about the efficacy and kind of variation in it depending on kind of historical because you have the image of the the kind of the mob mm-hmm. throwing kind of tomatoes yeah. and eggs at, at somebody trying to make a speech that they're not mm-hmm. happy about and i think it's interesting that like there's a that these kind of things there's a few different uh, elements involved with them that i've been thinking about so like there's where it happens mm-hmm. um So the milkshakings are done in public. They're meant to drive a person out of a public space. And by the way, idiot fucking commentators, this is what makes it a different thing to milkshake Nigel Farage as opposed to hit Jeremy Corbyn with a closed fist that has an egg in it in in a private... In a mosque. In a mosque. (laughs) Like, there is a fucking difference. This context matters. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, when it's done in this kind of... an. Like there was the uh Fathers for Justice protest where mm-hmm. they um threw purple flower filled condoms at Tony Blair. Yeah.
1: From, like from, the, from, the, um, from, the, from the gallery at the, the
0: gallery. Um again, it's like you think about the kind of things that people are are throwing and it has a certain psychology around it. So it's always really sticky, mm-hmm. it's always really viscous. It has to show up. Yeah. Um, you know the purple flower. Obviously, it's meant to mark that person as yeah. as undesirable and yeah. not wanted in this in this space. Yeah, um, and embarrassing. Yeah, and it it is embarrassing. It turns somebody into into a a, a figure of fun. And I'm, yeah. I'm it's just
1: hard to see Tommy Robinson as threatening when he was covered. You know, to be yeah. fair, he made a good job of looking threatening with his mates around as they held down an Asian kid and beat the shit out of him. He was looking pretty threatening doing that. Yeah. Um, but like, Nigel naja Farage looks ridiculous. He does
0: look ridiculous. And he looks like... ridiculous.
1: I'm sort not sure, did he look more ridiculous covered in milkshake or when he was covered in blood when he was climbing out of that hel- that plane? Because, to be honest, I laughed harder with the plane. <laughs> yeah. But the laugh was tinged with um, remorse that he hadn't died.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's... Um... I find it interesting the kind of food items that people choose as well. Because obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the Asian kid who did the milkshake didn't choose it, but no. most commonly, people who took things to like speeches and things like that, it's always like easily deniable, like peasant food, isn't yeah. it? It's fruit and veg, yeah. squishy fruit and veg. It's eggs. Don't know what you mean, um, Governor.
1: I'm just eating my turnip.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Now for a delicious glass of turnip juice. <laughs> Just sit there munching on my turnip, minding my own business. Well, um, there, there, there are like functions of that. Like, I find it weird about the turnip thing because obviously that, can, that is a more direct thing because it's a thing that can hurt someone. Yeah. Part of the reason why you have things like tomatoes and eggs is that they're not going to hurt anyone. And therefore, in an environment where public protest is more brutally cracked down on, mm-hmm. if you're carrying that kind of stuff, yeah. it doesn't seem to be as suspicious it's like trying to hide that stuff from from authorities yeah um and yeah like you say like the function is wrestling terminology it's go away heat yeah it is a a a mark of shame but it's like a collective measure yeah. to to indicate your your displeasure and i'm quite interested by this seems to be like individuals going up against a lot like a small group of people but more people and it happening it, 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 it being an individual versus another individual and being recorded is really kind of quite a, a, a modern facet of that kind of thing, probably only the last 20, 30, 40 mm. years of, of where that is the impact it's supposed to make. And I think it's kind of a symbol of the decline of that kind of public space of the collective participation in politics. Mm. It's not a mob all doing the same thing. And I don't have negative connotations around the mob. I'm yeah. just using it as an, like a, a descriptor, but like you're not all together in a space in a community that you you are all part of, egging an individual who is not to your not to your to your pleasure
1: yeah, the only time I could think that that would come close to happening would be uh like. Actually toy Robinson again, whenever like mm. him and his ilk try and march for a place, and um, yes if, like yeah. I've been in situations where people are like throwing stuff, but it's so hard to like to do that when there's a wall of policemen protecting them,
0: yeah, and I mean it's it, it yeah, it is kind of interesting as well. I find that the it would have to be the milkshake, wouldn't it, as well, <laughs> because like a tomato, yeah, it's peasant food, you're carrying it, it's not a big deal, a milkshake. I to a
1: tomato nowadays, like Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it I gets I tie the tomato to my belt as um, well as the style of the time.
0: A milkshake is like it satisfies all the all the kind of criteria for that
1: hmm. for that
0: kind of thing. So, it when it sits on you, it sticks to you. You're not getting it off for the entire day. Unless you change clothes, you're, hmm. it's not coming out. Yeah. It's available in everywhere, everywhere every fast food place, most chicken shops. There's been a couple of chicken shops where I, I haven't been able to get a milkshake, but. <laughs> um, and it's yeah, it's kind of it's bright colors, mm. unnaturally bright colors, mm. almost as if it were made to mock people out when it gets tipped over them, you know what I mean, yeah, um yeah, like I say, like the targets this time have never been people who would normally be accessible in public, even Tommy Robinson, to a certain extent, he's mm. stopped the marching now, he does do his going up to people on the street and like videoing them, yeah, um, but it's never with like. It's always with a gaggle of, of minders and things yeah. like that. And and Farage, in this campaign, he hasn't done walkabouts that much. No. he no. has. His main stuff that's appeared on telly has been speeches in venues that are, I presume, ticketed yeah. and are to supporters. Yeah. That's not access to a public figure. That's not, that's not a public meeting. Do you know no, what I mean? not at all. And it, it's, I think, like, there's something about Farage in particular whereby the shaming function of throwing food at him isn't going to work. Because as we've mentioned a couple like for the past couple of episodes, I feel like he's had every shame done to him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: His personality and anything that could be made fun of has been made fun of. Yeah. And again this isn't saying he shouldn't be milkshaked but it's thinking about the kind of effectiveness and what it's actually saying about our ability to affect people like Nigel Farage. You can't you can vote you can vote is he up? in fact is he even up as a candidate in the MEP elections? I think he
1: is. He is, yeah, I think he is because he is an MEP at the moment. But um I think he mm. is running as Brexit now. Yeah. Um, rather than UKIP for all that that means. But um it's it's weird it's uh, this time it's been different, this embarrassment. Though. Yeah. Because, on the one hand, it's done nothing to nothing but help him in the eyes of the press. They're yeah. just talk Like, there's so many people just... Because they always do. They love to go to bat to defend fascists. Yeah. They love that fun game of like, oh, I'm going to say that Nigel Farage should be allowed to yeah. do this stuff. In the, you know, debate him in the marketplace of ideas. Which I think, actually, the marketplace of ideas will be the name of my mosh pit when I open a metal bar. <laughs> Um, um, mosh pit, stroke gulag, <laughs> um, <laughs> Fight, fighting pit, <laughs> dragging my gates to listen to um, to listen to Fear Factor,
0: Fear Factory. You call it a Thunderdome. <laughs> I prefer to think of it as a marketplace of ideas.
1: <laughs> but anyway, um, so in the press, he's been like, it's fine, but he hasn't got off his bus since then. He hasn't mm. walked around. He hasn't given speech. He's given speeches, but from his bus, and he's been acting yeah. very much shaken by this. To be honest, the video you can see kind of why he'd be a bit shaken because he's literally walking around and the guy just sees him and just sort of pulls it on him. Yeah. He doesn't throw it from a big distance. If someone had wanted to stab him, mm. he would have been stabbed. Yeah. He would be dead. Yeah. Um And I think that shook him up a bit. So that's quite yes. good. It's nice for him to be afraid. Yeah. Because he's made a lot of people very afraid. Yeah. Um Where I worry with the milkshaking, it's like with, remember what happened with the, pig, the purple flower and Tony Blair? Yes. And what, the changes that was was, now there's um, the glass protective bubble over yeah. um, over Parliament um, from the from the viewing gallery, and that's what happens. You get more protective measures. It's like with um, with Extinction Rebellion. What have they achieved? The police are going to be getting more powers to count yeah. down and protest, and um, the police shut down. They well they they um, McDonald's agreed to not be selling milkshakes.
0: Yeah, there were certain areas where you have milkshake. Straight- Milkshake restraining orders.
1: (laughs) It was only um, McDonald's that did it because I'm Burger King and I hate brands doing this shit, but Burger King were like, we're selling milkshakes. Oh,
0: fuck off. oh
1: And then it be like, oh, Burger King are anti fascist now. Like, they're really not. (laughs) They're really not. (laughs) They've just seen an opportunity to sell you milkshakes. To fuck over
0: McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. to get that progressive to get the, the the progressive vote away from McDonald's where it's always been McDonald's have always been able to count on that locked in traditional working class consumers and now maybe they can get the uh, yeah the urban socialite vote yeah know. um it it's i don't know it's difficult i think it's just that if this were the only thing that would happen i mean obviously that mark of shame mm-hmm. that you get by being a person covered in a load of shit is, becomes a, something that marks you out on the alt right. Yeah. You know, it marks you out as you are another one afflicted by, I don't know, left wing terrorism.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, the greatest stuff that's come out of this, I think, has been the response of, as usual, the centrist commentariat mm-hmm. to, are we really okay? with allowing political violence in our society. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, it's a milkshake. And more importantly, it is the most basic political act you can... It's it's spontaneous. You don't need that much to do it. It expresses displeasure. It doesn't hurt the person who's done it. There's been Of a, course it's going to
1: keep There's happening. been a lot of those takes of... Um you know, what if it was acid? Yeah. It's like, yeah, what if? But it wasn't. <laughs> um, and it's like, ah, oh, milkshakes now, but you know where it ends. And it's like, well, Nigel Farage got that MP shot.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As if that literally didn't happen. No. And if it literally didn't have Corbin, but, you know, there was an assassination plot with Corbyn yep. that the person has just been jailed for. Yep. You know? Or there was also another guy who was plotting to kill his MP. Yep.
1: And there was all those soldiers shooting. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it, it, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and it's in such bad faith. But you know, they'll meet me in the marketplace of ideas when I put on Slipknot's first album. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I think it's it, it's just disappointing to me that like this is that this will seem this. I mean, the elections are tomorrow, so presumably Farage isn't going to be campaigning after after tomorrow. Well, in fact, he won't be campaigning hmm. tomorrow at all. But that the limit. They campaigned on the day. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Because that's when he had the plane crash. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> it just disappoints me that it disappoints me in like the kind of political space and social space that this allowed, like that is allowed now. How much yeah. it's all it's all kind of degraded. All of mm. that action only has as much of an impact based on this There's no shame in it. It doesn't allow the same kind of functions as it used to. So there isn't any shame. There isn't a large group of people able to express that kind of thing because politicians don't give speeches like that anymore. It wouldn't reach enough people. Um, And it's, it's obviously to make him into a figure of fun, but... Also, it's 2019 and Donald Trump is president. <laughs> largely because our view of politics is mediated as entertainment,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: therefore we like clowns.
1: Yeah,
0: it's I'm not bla- again not blaming the milkshake people, the milkshake throwers. It's a perfectly valid um, well, it's fine. It's like nothing is fun, like action, and it's better than nothing. But it's just like how disappointing that it's literally the only. I think I heard. I think there was someone on Twitter calling it. It's it's just the continue like like calling it the the action of the uninvited. Mm. It's people who do not get access to those spaces. It's people who they like for all the left wingers in the country, even those on Twitter, they're never going to get a chance to do anything to those people because they will never expose themselves to that because everything is mediated through a series of mainstream media outlets. Yeah, you know it's it's that kind of thing and it's just that it's just an extension of 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 that you know what i mean mm. and for the people kind of tutting at the bad behavior mm. of these these activists these people they're not doing politics the right way by getting paid to do it yeah it's like what else do you expect them to do well no i think it's and also don't really don't necessarily Discount the possibility of political violence coming anyway, milkshake or not. Yeah, like it's predicated on the society that you live in and the political situation. And nothing about this political situation to me has suggested that we're not in for at least some level of political violence in yeah. the next ten years. Well, one
1: of the things that been getting me, Was getting me was like there were loads of people talk about like oh this is a new thing in politics, um and you know yes. you, you gave examples of yeah. like you know it being like a long thing, but like the politics of the deed. Is a concept that has been around for a number of years, like over a hundred years, easily. Yes, uh, and, that's, and named and that, as that, and
0: that's just as a yeah, as a, as that doctrine, yeah, um,
1: yeah.
0: And so it's
1: like it's always the same people. Like James O'Brien's been on quite a fucking run of it, um, defending you know you shouldn't milkshake Nigel Farage. You not know. <laughs> why would you do that? That's that's not very nice. <laughs> um, and I just find it's just it's infuriating because you know on the what I completely I completely agree with anyone doing doing it obviously they should you know do more um but I know how the you know how the british state responds and you know how the press holding power to account will respond to the inevitable police crackdowns mm. and with regards to the like Maybe soldiers shouldn't ever get in trouble for committing war crimes or having heated battle moments. Um, maybe we d- we should be allowed to deal with explicitly peaceful protesters in a quickly, <laughs> a quicker fashion. And oh, look. We've got to be afraid of any stranger might throw something harmless at some one of these people, so we need to have powers to deal with that too. It makes me very nervous. It's the
0: imbalance never gets brought together. I think is yeah. the lesson. Is the lesson also, of this episode,
1: yeah. And then also there's those fucking cameras. The camera vans back again. The fucking facial recognition bullshit, where you're explicitly in the wrong if you cover your face. Hmm. Um, it was like I sit in Manchester with a fucking coppers in the um in the shopping centre i think it was a shopping centre hmm. whereas um if you felt if you, if people were reacting uncomfortably to police officers yes. handing out bits of paper um like leaflets then they were marked as suspicious and it's like i'm suspicious of all yeah.
0: policemen I, I read about that it was like so it was like they there were two coppers handing out like leaflets let's like mm. say in a in a shopping centre mm. and they were doing some there was a third undercover like plain yeah. clothes police officer observing them and observing the people that came past them that if who any of should them
1: start a relationship with them maybe fathers and children
0: <laughs> that if any of them looked uncomfortable in the presence mm. of uniformed police mm. that they should be noted down what yeah. the fuck is that Yeah. how the fuck what the fuck yeah. when they get they have always been they finally started to be railed over the coals for fucking racial profiling mm-hmm. and so they decided what if we didn't just do racial profiling <laughs> what if we did it to everybody, <laughs> yeah, but it's it's kind of a di- sorry. Carry on. Um, well, it's um, it's like that and the
1: fucking the, and the the vans, yeah. It's very frightening. I could, I on it's like I'm I think we're
0: closer to a Labour government.
1: Mm. Um. I do not trust this Labour party to not do that stuff.
0: Yeah, to not continue to or not let them do their own thing and just yeah. just I d- I think funding. like
1: I think Jeremy Corbyn and McDonald and Diane Abbott probably aren't in favour of that stuff but I don't think they'd explicitly not do it because well they might lose the rotary club. Um so you know they got to carry on. Maybe John McDonald wants to, you know, set up a database for spotting trans people. <laughs> um, so they can be persecuted more. Yeah. Um, yeah, it uh, it makes me feel I makes me feel very uncomfortable. That's maybe why I get nervous around fucking police. Everybody should.
0: Everybody does. Like yeah. I don't care how pro police you are. I've when had, you see one of those fucking massive dudes I've had with one, a with a rifle, you are nervous. In the pit of your soul, you are a little nervous. In my 34 years of being like
1: white A white man. I've had one positive interaction with with a policeman. And that was in the middle of Walthamstow Village, where one called me over to his car to ask me about my day. That was literally all he did. I was petrified. Yeah, and you're white. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, I was utterly terrified. I'm sure he noted me down as being suspicious, because I was, like, literally sweating. Like, what the fuck are you doing? What have I done? What do I look like? Immediately I'm thinking, do I have any weed on me? <laughs> but no, it's yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, like, what does it say about an entire social culture <laughs> when the impetus is put upon upon individuals? You always have to have your if you're if you're engaging in I mean anything ultimately, but let's for sake of argument, like say political stuff. Yeah. If you are in the public square, in the agora, yeah, um, doing anything political standing, listening to a speech, protesting something peacefully, whatever, Mm -hmm. that you at all times must have your face uncovered. Mm -hmm. You must be uncovered to the world. And yet nothing you do has any effect on any of the mechanisms of things that you're doing. I'm not talking about the act of protesting. I'm talking about the results of that kind of thing. It is built into this system that your presence is while open and always being monitored means absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. That's what that milkshaking does. Like it's it's an incredibly like there's a lot of repression around the desire to shout at someone, to 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 shame them, to express discontent. Yeah, it's all a little, little like little acts of dissent, and there's absolutely no way in this current political setup of turning that into actual political change or something positive. Mm. You know, it's it's and especially with someone like Farage who yeah, again, is is not a fascist and isn't isn't directly kind of votable for most of the time. Um it takes, you know, years for yeah. an election to come around and it's it's on an open list system, so your vote might not count that yeah. much towards him getting back in. And the idea of co- I don't know, I was just keep kept thinking of that Krusty the Clown thing of uh, him explaining the pie joke. Mm-hmm. Of it only works if the sap's got dignity.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and Nigel Farage doesn't work
0: on him. The nil milkshaking doesn't work on him. He's always been a, a ludicrous figure. And let's I don't think anyone is, but let's not pretend that we've found a magic potion to get rid of bad things. Because we're not liberals, no. we're socialists, and we don't do things like thinking that Gordon Brown calls him the what was it? What was the the zinger Gordon Brown came up with? And there are a load of people going, "Oh my God, he's finally Gordon oh, Brown has finally undone Farage," and oh, it's, it's
1: like an, it's an investigation into his finances.
0: No, no, but he he coined a phrase like um, he's not the people's champion; he's the PayPal champion. Oh my something God. like that, like a pun in that manner and it's like because all of these people think that there's literal magic in the words that they mm. use that one combination of the words will be enough to publicly shame him and turn him into the clown like you would turn the local tax collector in a medieval village into the clown. Yeah, There is no respectable and clown anymore and in fact the clowns are doing a lot better Yeah, it's it only works if the saps got dignity Okay, that's uh, us for this week. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can follow us at WDTATW underscore podcast. You can follow me at BM Bergamo and you can follow Hugh at Tennis Mashing. And that's us for this week. Thanks. Cheers. Bye. Bye. I love my country, indeed I do. But all oh, that
1: war has made me blue. I like fighting, that's my name. But fighting am the least about the fight. I said cut.